so how do we diagnose IgA nephropathy and what do we know about the disease prognosis? Uh, clinically, patients with IgA nephropathy often present with uh, hematuria, proteinuria. Sometimes they have hypertension. Certainly, uh, early onset of hypertension should make you concerned for an underlying kidney disease, including IgA nephropathy. Uh, and in adults, they often present with plain old chronic kidney disease, so an elevated creatinine that then prompts the primary care physician or provider to look for urinary abnormalities and ultimately to refer the patient to a nephrologist. In about 30 to 40% of patients, the disease is asymptomatic and can only be identified based on an abnormal urine test that includes proteinuria or microscopic hematuria. So again, to go back to this original idea that if we don't look for the disease, we can certainly miss cases, which is why the incidence of the disorder may be uh, underestimated. Uh, once the patient is suspected of having a glomerular disease, and in particular IgA nephropathy, we do need to have a kidney biopsy done to establish the diagnosis. And the characteristic or hallmark finding in IgA nephropathy is the presence of IgA deposition uh, on immunofluorescence staining in the glomerulus, particularly in the mesangial area. And the immunoglobulin A or IgA deposition has to be the dominant or at least co-dominant immunoglobulin on immunofluorescence staining. So on your right-hand panel here, side, you can see a very nice uh, bright immunofluorescence staining of the mesangial area in a patient that has IgA nephropathy. Some histopathologic features uh, have been used to predict long-term outcomes of the disease, and we'll go through these uh, few slides down the line, and that has referred to as the MEST-C score, uh, again, a pathologic score that refers to the presence of mesangial proliferation, endocapillary proliferation, segmental scarring, tubular interstitial atrophy, as well as presence or absence of crescents. And these uh, features, pathologic features, uh, carry prognostic information as well. To this day, there are no validated biomarkers available for diagnosis. Uh, and so again, we have to have a kidney biopsy to establish the disease diagnosis. So what prognostic markers have been associated with worse outcome? Uh, here's a summary of all these uh, markers. Uh, some are demographic, so they're easily available, but unfortunately not modifiable. So male sex, older age of diagnosis, age of uh, 60 or beyond, and the presence of uh, obesity, which I would uh, put under clinical uh, parameters perhaps, are associated with uh, worse outcome. Uh, some of the clinical features associated with the worse outcome include um, the persistent hypertension, an elevated serum creatinine at the time of presentation, persistent microscopic hematuria. Interestingly, a history of macroscopic hematuria or visible hematuria has a better prognosis, perhaps because these patients are brought to uh, their physician's attention at a much earlier uh, stage of their disease. On the laboratory side, uh, as we mentioned, uh, hematuria and, and abnormal serum creatinine carry uh, worse prognosis. Uh, other important features include persistent proteinuria, particularly if the patient has more than one gram of proteinuria per day. Uh, other things that uh, can affect uh, or are associated with worse outcomes includes hyperuricemia and hyperlipidemia, and these 
need to be addressed and uh, treated as necessary. Pathologically, uh, again, we talked about the MESC score, and we're going to go through uh, some of those details in a minute. Uh, the mesangial IgG or immunoglobulin G co-staining also seems to carry a worse prognosis. Uh, and I should point out that IgG is not a universal finding in IgA nephropathy. When it is present, it does tend to associate with a worse prognosis. Uh, and in a subset of patients, uh, you can see thrombotic microangiopathic changes on the kidney biopsy, and those, again, tend to carry a worse prognosis. Uh, so what is the MESC score? So each one of these letters stands for a particular pathologic finding. So M stands for mesangial hypercellularity. By definition, this is when you have more than mesan four mesangial cells in the mesangial area of a glomerulus. And um, it can be subdivided into the M0 or M1 score, and um, with M0 referring to less than 50% of glomeruli showing mesangial hypercellularity. E is endocapillary hypercellularity, so hypercellularity due to an increased number of cells within the glomerular capillary lumen. Again, here E0 is when you don't have hypercellularity, E1 when you do have hypercellularity. S stands for segmental glomerulosclerosis, uh, with S0 referring to the absence of glomerulosclerosis, and S1 is when you do have any glomerulus with segmental sclerosis. T stands for tubular interstitial fibrosis, and the scores are divided into two, T0, T1, and T2. And cellular or fibrocellular crescents, um, again, C0 is when you have no crescents. C1, less than 25% of your glomeruli have crescents, and C2, at least 25% of the glomeruli or more have crescents. Importantly, uh, the higher the MESC score, the worse the prognosis. Uh, and there are particular lesions, uh, uh, for example, the segmental glomerulosclerosis and the tubular interstitial fibrosis that tend to carry uh, quite a severe prognostic uh, value. The higher the S or the T score, the worse the patient's prognosis. So taking into account all these um, prognostic markers that are, for the most part, easily available uh, in the clinic, uh, the um, international collaboration group, IJN collaboration group, um, led by Sean Barber, developed an international IJN prediction tool that takes into account the patient's GFR at the time of biopsy, the blood pressure, the presence or absence of proteinuria, and the quantification of proteinuria, the age at the time of biopsy, uh, whether the patient has hypertension, what's their blood pressure, the MSC score, and the use of ACE inhibitor and or immunosuppression at the time of the biopsy. And putting all these uh, information uh, values together, the International IGN prediction tool can predict the uh, progression to end-stage kidney disease or 50% decline in GFR uh, in the foreseeable future, up to five years from the time of biopsy. So this gives you a good uh, sense of how severe is this disease in the patient you're looking at in clinic. Importantly, the KDGO guidelines certainly recommend using the prediction tool uh, to risk stratify this patient, but this tool has not been validated and should not be used uh, to make treatment decisions. Um, so, so again, keep that in mind. 
Uh, the other important um, note is that the prediction tool at this point in time at least can only be applied at the time of the kidney biopsy or diagnosis. So a patient that had the diagnosis or biopsy, you know, 10 years ago, you cannot come into clinic today and use the prediction tool um, to uh, determine their prognosis.